Hello, happy new year, first show of 2016. Okay, and, and those who know my little OCD side, it's an even year again, yes! <laughs> okay, I'm weird. Hey, it is episode 34, an even episode, how appropriate. And uh, we're here at the Niche to Profit show, and you're here live on the Vegas Video Network. Yes. All right. Today's topic is one uh, that if you are like me, it makes you just want to like go hide because it has to do with numbers. And yes, 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 yes. So, but we have an expert in the area of sales tax. Uh, so we're going to get your questions answered and tell you about something super cool uh, for those of you who hate dealing with this stuff yourself. I'm your host, Danny Ackerman, also known as the Danny App, because of my many, many years of selling on eBay and a lifetime in the resale world. Yes, I was about, I can't show you how high, because that's, okay, I could show you on that camera, I was this high, okay, uh, when I started in the resale world, and eBay was just the perfect fit, and now here I am, I help struggling eBay sellers who are experiencing slow sales and we get those sales pumped up and we take you from being an online yard sale to a profitable e-commerce business. That's what we do. And we are here live every Thursday at 3 p.m. at vegasvideonetwork.com forward slash live. And we've got an awesome chat. You guys are so cool. I look and I see all these names I recognize now in the chat. You're here and uh, you are you are the lucky ones because you get to ask questions live, on the spot, interact. Yes, it's a cool thing. Got to be here live. And before I bring on my guest today, I just gotta I just gotta tell you, we're going through a little something at home. Uh, we, as you know, I talked about this. We moved over Black Friday weekend, and the kids are in private school, which for my little guy really necessary. He is on the autism spectrum and we tried the public school system and that just, that was a no-go for him. So that's why we work really hard. We keep him in private school. Well, it was about two hours of commuting to take him over to his school every day. So we decided, hey, we're going to do this homeschool thing. Yeah. So we're, we're playing a real live version of, are you smarter than a fifth grader? It's going okay. It's going okay. And the cool thing is we do have another school we're going to put them in next year, and they're giving us some really good guidance. But I, I got to tell you, you people who homeschool your kids and have done so full-time for quite – I bow to you. I bow to you. It is not easy. I mean, because these kids are sharp. They're sharp. And uh, I'm, I'm finding it a little bit of a challenge, you know? Yeah, you know, I, I know this stuff, but now – when those questions come in from, you know, an eight and a 10 year old and you go, I hadn't thought about it that way. You got to come up with an answer, right? You're the teacher. That's cool. So we're, we're experiencing that. And, uh, and really, I, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to get Noah handling the numbers and dealing with all this sales tax issue <laughs> that we're going to talk about. Yeah, you like that segue. So, so let me bring on my guest who is the founder of Tax Jar, which is a service that automates all your sales tax reporting wherever you sell. Hey, Mark. 
Hey, how are you today? I am good. You know, how long is how long has Taxjar been around that? Because I think I met you right in the very babyhood of Taxjar. Yep. So it's been about two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm I'm just kind of I want to get out of the way here. Now you're a TV celebrity. Um, <laughs> And a teacher. So I, I thought we just saw you like, what, a couple of months ago? And now, so this is, uh, this is pretty cool. This, I can't believe you're on show 34, 36 or whatever you said yeah. already. That's 34. Congrats. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, it's an awesome network to be part of, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I have to do that, you know, so that he lets me keep doing the show. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, Scott's awesome. So let's kind of go to the very basics for people because, you know, for Amazon sellers, the sales tax issue has kind of been out there and everything, you know, but eBay sellers, a lot of them come into this as a hobby and, you know, it's kind of low key. So let's first talk about who needs to be collecting and reporting sales tax. Sure. So it's really anybody who's selling online. Um, there's kind of a misnomer out there that says, well, I only sell, you know, 20 or 30 things a year. So that counts as a hobby for me. And therefore, I, I don't have to sell anything. The reality is the, the law really doesn't, you know, allow for that. It doesn't have any sort of loophole that says if you're a hobbyist, you don't have to collect. Um, you could have a whole, we could you know, have an argument about whether you do, you actually sell 20 things. Does the state really care? Probably not. But it, just in terms of we're going by the letter of the law, it says, you know, anybody with a business um, who is selling either at retail or selling online and, and you're selling something that is actually taxable, um, then you need to be collecting sales tax. And, um, you know, first question people always ask, well, where do I collect it? And starting where you live and in your home state, that's probably the you know that's the best place to to start collecting if you're if you're at the beginning of the learning curve trying to figure this whole thing out. Yeah. So so you said something that I want to kind of go back a step because not everything is taxable. So do you have some examples of some things that they don't have to collect sales tax on? Sure. In general, um, clothing and grocery items. Um, tend not to be taxable. Now that depends on the state. So uh, what makes this confusing is, um, you know, 45 different states plus the District of Columbia have sales tax laws. And they pretty much were dealing with 46 different countries because they all have their own set of laws. So what's taxable in one state might not be taxable in another. Um, and that's where people really get confused. But in general, you know, kind of tangible items are are taxable in general. Services are not taxable, um, but where uh, a lot of you know, like our customers, for example, and probably folks that you know, if they're selling grocery items on Amazon, or if they're selling clothing, then it just depends on you know uh, what state they're in, whether or not it's it's taxable. That's interesting. Clothing surprises me because I thought clothing was taxable. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's it's not in every state. So, um, Interesting. It, you know, it, there's all kinds of crazy examples. Um, and a lot of this doesn't apply to online sellers. So the, the one that uh, I can think of off the top of my head is, you know, in New York, I might be getting this wrong. You know, a bagel that's uncut is um, 
I think it's not taxable, but as soon as you cut the bagel and you know put something on it, it is taxable. So there's all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, that would be something New York would do. Come on. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Any so, New Yorkers in the chat? Come on, verify this for us. So yeah, so it's it's a it's it's kind of a crazy complex thing. Hence the reason people like me want to go, you know, pull the covers over my head and go, ah, don't have to do that. But we do. We do. He he. My theory is. We should all be getting in line with this because when things really start getting enforced, my theory is they're going to go after those who haven't been doing it first. Yeah, so I I, I agree with you. I, I think, um, and I get asked about this a lot, the states are, look, they're behind everybody else, right? They just don't, they're slow moving entities. And in a lot of ways, you know, Folks that are selling online are really on the cutting edge. They may not think of it that way. And states, from what we've seen, are they are waking up to the fact that, oh, wow, people are actually they're making a living and they're making a lot of money selling online. There are tax laws that have been around. They're not really you know, fully enforced. There's probably some money for us that's being left on the table here. And from the state's perspective, right, that's super attractive. That's really all they care about. Yeah. They're all desperate for money. So um, that's to your point, we at the very least suggest that people just sort of keep their head in the game and pay attention to what's going on. Um, because we, we're definitely seeing an increase in enforcement um, in just sort of chatter uh, by the states, changing of laws, um, because they are starting to catch up that there is opportunity for them. And I got to tell you, one of the things I really love about Taxstar is you guys are like up on putting that information out there. Like you have, you know, you blog and you have a Facebook group and all that stuff. So you're really keeping us in tune with all these changes and, and things that are happening. So thank you for that. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for noticing that. We're, we're definitely, one of our mantras is, you know, we want to provide as much information as possible so that people can just, they can make their own decisions. It's yeah. not about us saying, hey, this is what you have to do. It's more like these are these are the options. These are the laws um, just so you're aware of it. And things do change, you know, uh, on occasion fairly quickly. So it's it's really we see it on us to, you know, educate folks so that, that they can make the best decisions possible for their business. So I took your little quiz. So they have they have this <laughs> little sales tax quiz over on their website. And it said that I was I was a sales tax savant. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I did get a few wrong. I did get a few wrong. One of them was that I thought it was all the states that collected sales tax, but it's not. It's no, just... there's, a, there's there's five of them that actually don't have any sales tax laws. Yeah. Wow. So where should we move? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it, it gets crazy. I know. Nevada, the, the county that I'm in, they just changed their sales tax up a half a percent. and Yeah. You know, and, and okay, you want to hear something funny? Sure. So my friend Dawn, Dawn Ralston, Diva Dawn says, okay, she reminds me, Danny, you got to go adjust your sales tax. Well, apparently nobody has reminded me of that for the last few years because I was I was still at 7.25% and now we're at 8.15%. It, it's crazy stuff. Yeah. Oh, hey, look. Jennifer's in the uh, live chat there giving some info. She says, what, Delaware? Is it Delaware, Arkansas, New Hampshire, Montana, and Oregon? Very interesting. Yeah, and you know what, Danny, you, you bring up um, 
a really good point about like it's hard for really any seller to keep track of you know rates changing and laws changing and one of the things we tell people we've talked to state auditors we've talked to tax professionals it's almost impossible if not impossible to be perfect on this stuff sure so um you know if you if you're doing the best you can on this and you know you owed the state $500, but just through no mistake of your own, you paid them $460 or something close to that. State's not really going to care at all. They're not going to come after you for that $40 that you inadvertently left off. Um, really what they're more concerned of is, you know, you're charging double what you should be and you're pocketing the difference, right? That's a, that's a bigger offense to them. Yeah. Um, they understand that this stuff is super hard especially for somebody running their own business. And um, they're not they're not looking for you to be exact. Yeah, a, an attorney friend of mine refers to that as they know the difference between if you tripped over the dog or you kicked the dog. Right. Uh, yeah. Yep. So it makes a difference. Okay, so January is obviously a big month for sales tax. Can you talk about that a little bit and why January is such a big deal? Sure. So January really is a lot like it's the equivalent of April for income tax. You know, all of us have to file our income tax to the feds, unfortunately, in, in, in April. Um, oh, wait, wait, Mark, we don't say bad words on this show. Oh, sorry. And you just said income. Uh, okay, never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so January is basically the same thing because um, there are annual deadlines. Folks that pay sales tax once a year, their deadlines are in January. Folks that pay quarterly have a Q4 deadline. Folks that pay monthly are also paying their um, returns in January. So it's almost every single person that has to file a return has a deadline in January. So it's uh, it's the it's the perfect storm as we call it. Um, and uh, you know, almost every online seller out there has got some kind of deadline looming here in the next couple of weeks. How do we know if we're yearly, monthly, quarterly, how do you know? So once you decide to collect sales tax in a state, to do that, you need to get a permit. And once you get the permit from the state, they will assign a frequency to you. Um, oh. And um, they may change the frequency for, for them. The more sales tax you're collecting, the more frequently they want you to pay. Um, but typically what we see is that a state would start you off probably on an annual frequency. And then as they get to know your business more and the amount of sales tax you're collecting from your customers, they may move you to a quarterly or monthly deadline um, so they can get their money faster, basically. Yeah, mine's quarterly. But it's always been they started me there. I mean, that's it's quarterly. I just Yeah, know. some states, they may not change you. Others are just more aggressive about it. Yeah, but you're right. It is due this month. You just reminded me. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and and we're going to talk about, you actually have a great little cheat sheet for people that we're, I'm going to make sure that they can get to that um, before we're done and, and go check out if what they need to know for their, their sales tax filing. Um, but I want to make sure that we have time to cover a really a, a hot topic and a confusing topic. And that is this whole thing called Nexus. Can sure. you uh, kind of go into that and explain to people what that is and why they need to be aware of it? Yep, sure. Nexus is uh, kind of the legal term that 
means that your business has a presence in a state that's significant enough for you to have to follow their sales tax laws. So um, the traditional kind of triggers for Nexus are things like, you know, where you operate your business. If you have a retail store, if you have an employee in a state, a salesperson, affiliates, and where that has kind of sort of evolved over time and would affect, you know, folks that are watching your show are things like inventory, right? So um, inventory now is kind of the equivalent of having a retail storefront in a lot of states, not every state, but in a lot of states, they'll say, hey, you're in Nevada. I don't really care if you've never been to Indiana, for example. The fact that you have stuff stored here and it's being fulfilled out of here gives you nexus in, in my state, in Indiana. And to have nexus means that you need to, again, comply with sales tax laws. And basically, compliance comes down to getting a sales tax license, enabling sales tax collection in your shopping cart or if you're selling on a marketplace or whatever, um, and then collecting from your customers and then paying it you know, in the frequency like um, what we talked about and, and filing a return. Yeah. And so um, this really affects uh, Amazon sellers who are using the fulfillment by Amazon because I, I don't know how many different warehouses do they have now? Do you know that number? Uh, lots. Lots. Yeah. Yes. Lots. Yeah. We'll go with Dozens. that. And they're in multiple states. And so, and, right. and I think this is something people don't even realize too. You ship your stuff into a certain warehouse. It doesn't mean it's staying in that warehouse. Amazon right. can decide to send it over to, you know, uh, the warehouse over here. And, and so then you essentially have Nexus in all of those states where your stuff is living. Yeah. So according to the letter of the law, that's exactly right. Um, Virginia right now is the only state where that's an exception. They've recently come out and said, you know, third party fulfillment is not a form of Nexus. But yeah, um, just because you're sending all of your stuff to California doesn't mean Amazon's not moving around according to their algorithm saying that you know your items should be in these different locations and they're changing them every day. Yeah. So um, yeah, unfortunately that's, you know, Taxjar is in a lot of cases the bearer of bad news for that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's the reality. Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about the Amazon seller. So, uh, let's just... Cover. So you, and I wasn't aware of how many different venues you guys cover, but you, you handle this for uh, eBay sellers, Amazon sellers, who else? Uh, WooCommerce, Magento. So that'd be like your uh, own website. Yeah, your own website. Yeah. Yep. Square. Um, so for people that, you know, maybe are, are hosting sales on their own website, but going to trade shows or craft fairs. Um, Shopify, big commerce, um, wow. probably, hopefully not leaving anybody out. That's, uh, that's okay. They'll, they'll contact the show if we did. So. Yeah, probably. I'll be <laughs> no, in trouble. It's all good. Nah, we don't get in trouble around here. Wait, well, I do a lot, but that's a whole nother story. All right. So, wow. The chat is just like going crazy. Jennifer, I'm so glad you are over there in the chat. Um, she's kind of answering these questions and, uh, cause this is I'm being asked a question. I'm being asked a question. Um, so Scott, 
my uh, director over here says, so how do you know where Amazon's putting your stuff? Two ways. One, you can pull down a report from Amazon on a daily basis. Or two, you can um, open a tax jar account and we'll tell you. So we have Ooh, that. That's like a that feature one. that we have built in. <laughs> um, and uh, and we'll, we'll show you where your items are being shipping out of. Um, so that's the easiest way. Or if you want to do it yourself, you can you can uh, pull down the report on a daily basis from Amazon. So uh, tell us a little bit more about TaxJar. Because, I mean, I go to your website, and I've got it pulled up right now. You tell me it's painless sales tax reporting and filing. I'm done. That Sign me up. I'm done. <laughs> because I don't want to deal with any of this stuff. So um, Jennifer was telling me you've got like some new features coming this year. You want to tell us what those are? Sure. I've been yeah, waiting so, for the show to hear these things. I, at the end of the day, what people care about most is um, taking the act of or getting rid of filing those returns, right? They hate everything that goes into all the preparation, getting the data, and actually going to the state websites, doing the filing and making the payments. And, that, and that's, what, that's what we eliminate. Um, you know, you mentioned that we have a number of integrations. We have more on the way. And that's because most of our customers and most sellers out there, they're not just selling in one place, right? Danny, they're, they're selling wherever their stuff We are sell, multi-channel whatever. now, yep. Right. Everybody's multi-channel. So we want our customers to be able to import their sales from wherever they are. Um, so we've got more integrations coming up. We're um, improving our... Um, filing capabilities with the states. Um, we just added that Nexus feature that, that I was mentioning before. Um, and as our customers get more and more sophisticated, there's more and more things that we can do to, to save them time um, so they really don't have to think about anything. Um, our goal at the end of the day is to get them to entrust us to just take this off their plate completely um, so that they can just check the box and say, okay, TaxJar's got this for me. I can go on to do the stuff that makes me more money. I don't have to waste five hours a month on this nonsense. Um, and it can be done and I can, you know, try to become more profitable. So it's, it's all about listening to our customers, building a better experience and um, getting to the point where they're spending less and less time on this so we can take it completely away from them. That is awesome. Awesome. And, and I have to admit that I had not signed up yet. Um, because I was not, you know, I was, I was just doing my one little eBay thing and, and I, and I, now I'm back into Amazon pretty heavy again. So it's time. Okay, cool. um, you got a new customer. Uh, All right. I'm we're in. ready for you. All right. So how do we go sign up? What do we do? Yeah. Go to taxjar.com. We have a 30 day free trial. You don't have to put in your credit card or anything. It might take you, I don't know, 10 seconds to set up an account and another maybe minute to connect. You know, if you're on an Amazon store or eBay um, to connect those channels, you only have to do it once. We'll start downloading, downloading your information right away. And, um, and the rest is uh, pretty simple. We design it to be simple so that anybody can go through it. And we've got an awesome customer success team waiting to uh, help in case you have any questions. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark. This is, this is great. You're going to have to come to Vegas and actually come in the studio and answer some more of these questions one day because this topic is not going away. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I'm sure I'll be there at some point this year. And uh, congrats again on the show. Awesome seeing you and uh, look forward to the next time. Thanks. Thanks, Mark.
And if you guys would like to learn more about TaxJar, please visit their website. They have some really cool stuff over there, including the quiz, the sales tax quiz I was talking about. And they have your January sales tax quiz, that you, your cheat sheet. Sorry, it's a cheat sheet, not a quiz. And you can get that at JanuarySalesTax.com. And we'll be back after a little bit more information about TaxJar. Nothing is as exciting as watching your online store grow from an idea into a successful venture. But somewhere along the path, you'll inevitably have to navigate the agonizing maze of sales tax compliance. Unfortunately, it isn't easy. States, counties, and cities can all have different sales tax rates, which makes it frustrating to determine when and how much sellers must collect, which states are owed, and how much to remit back to each state. Keeping up with it all is extremely time-consuming, and it distracts you from what's really important. That is why we developed TaxJar, a perfect solution for online merchants that completely automates sales tax compliance, giving you peace of mind so you can focus on growing your business. How does it work? Set up an account, and in just a few minutes, you can connect TaxJar to all of the different platforms you sell through, including your online shopping cart of choice. TaxJar will then collect your sales data and automatically create state-by-state -state reports that show the taxes that have been collected for each jurisdiction. Every day, the reports are automatically updated with your latest sales. So when the time comes, you can easily file them or let TaxJar auto-file them for you so you don't miss any important deadlines. And that's it. TaxJar is super easy to use and requires no special tax knowledge. If you ever have questions, you're in capable hands. Our awesome support team is standing by to help you succeed. After this one-time setup, get back to growing your business and let TaxJar handle your sales tax nightmare. Sign up for a free 30-day trial and get started today. Means it is time for a little why won't they buy? Those darn buyers, why won't they just grab this stuff when you list it, right? Hey, I got to tell you though. I I did a little research. I got to say this to those of you who have actually made the changes. Bravo. I think almost everything has sold that has been submitted and you took the advice. Uh, that is, that is so fun. Uh, those of you who have not made the changes and you know who you are. I still see your stuff waiting to be bought. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So, okay, you guys, I actually, I, this, you know, I do my homework. I give you these answers so that you can get this stuff moving and make those profits. Uh, so thank you for submitting these. And uh, the first one comes in from Joyce Robbins. I don't know if Joyce made it to the chat today. She says she's had these listed since August with 225 views. So there, right there, you guys, is a red flag. That means it's coming up in a search for people and they're intrigued to pop over and take a look, but there's something that's causing them not to buy it. That's the piece you got to figure out because it's not a matter of that one not being found. It's a matter of, okay, um, what is it? Why, why not me? Why aren't they buying? Uh, so... She says she started at $149.95 on these with several watchers. She's dropped the price as Amazon dropped their price and now only has one watcher. 
And right now you can see they're at one fourteen ninety five. And uh, for those who are just listening, this is a pair of a Nautilus men's fifteen forty eight waterproof steel toe hiker boot size ten safety footwear. I can see that you can. <laughs> Uh, so here's the, here's the first thing. Uh, number one, I would uh, reduce that title a bit. Uh, I just make it, and, and I I went and I kind of looked at the at the the high sellers and all that. When people are looking for this shoe, they are looking for a Nautilus steel toe hiking boot. That's what they want these for. Nautilus steel toe hiking boot. And oh, I got a really interesting. <laughs> factoid for you here. Um, I went over to Merchant Words and noticed that when I put in hiker boot, like you have it here in the title, that only returns about 30,000 searches a month. Good number, good number. But get this, you change that to hiking boot, 785,000 searches a month. Big difference. So that one little word there can get you the right customer in. So we get the right customer in. Now we got to figure out why, why aren't they buying this? And uh, something I noticed here is that um, you don't have best offer. You don't, they have no way, but to put it on a watch list and kind of see, you know, if you reduce the price, eh, people lose interest. They don't come back. They, I've got stuff on my watch list, guys. It's been there probably for a year that I just, it, it's gone. The moment's gone where it was that impulse to go find it and buy it or or maybe I found it someplace else. You really don't want to lose those 225 people that clicked over and saw your listing. You want one of them to actually buy this. So give them as much opportunity as possible. I would actually bump this price back up. I'd put it back up $149.95. I don't care what's happening over at Amazon. Different marketplace different buyer. Sure, there's going to be some that are going to go and do the price shopping thing. For the most part, people shop, they find what they want. If everything falls in line, they buy it because people are impulsive and a little on the lazy side. Uh, So they're not going to do a lot of work to get what they want as long as they feel that it's fair. So I would absolutely bump your price back up because this is a really good brand. It's a really good boot. They're new. Um, And then add the best offer in there. Because now somebody comes along, you've got it priced at $149.95. Your pictures are spectacular. Everything's good. uh, But they just, they don't want to pay quite that much. Now they get to come in and go, you know, I really want to offer you $115 on these. I know right now you're going to take it. uh, But you got to give them that opportunity. Because people are, some will. I know I've already got my people out there. But I got the, yeah, no. Some will, but most won't message you and ask if you'll take less and all of that. So don't make it easy. Make it easy as possible for these buyers to buy your item. So give that a try. I also noticed uh, one of the things that's probably hurting a little bit is you've only got a couple of men's things, men's clothing or shoes items. So Uh, If you niched a little more into finding some more men's items and making it more enticing for them to buy from you, it's a credibility factor. Um, That's going to help that sell as well. All right. And then we have an item from our own Miss Lisa. 
This is a vintage David Ald handcrafted wood mortar and pestle from Haiti. Uh, so she says, I had a couple more wooden bowls that she sold. Currently, I think I have four listed. Had this one listed higher, like around $70. Reduced the price. Bought this as a set at an estate sale, but the pestle doesn't appear to be the same wood. So should I mention it as a married set? Yeah, I, that... I I wouldn't even worry about that because um, they can see they can see what they're getting. The selling point here is it's a David Ald um, handcrafted. But here's what's here's what's going to hurt you. Let me blow this up so everybody can see. Wah, 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 wah. See, I got to make my own sound effects. There we go. That's a killer right there. That is that's a major amount of damage on a piece like this. And that's really going to affect the saleability of the item. Uh, so here's what I would do. Uh, and I believe, yeah, she does have this noted. There's a crack on one side. Yeah. So that really, it, it's going to boil down to the damage on this item. Here's what I do. Being as you said, you had other ones for sale. And this is what I do with damaged pieces. Works beautifully. Run this. On an auction, hey, started at 99 cents. Because the goal is to get people interested in David Ald items. So that's the goal of running the auction. So the lower you can start that price, the better. It's a loss leader. It drives people in. Make sure somewhere in your description, you tell them how to go see your other items, your other David Ald items as well. And let's see... Wendy, Wendy's asking me a question. Um, I can't find. Oh, auction item at $9.99. Oh, you, you could do $9.99. If it was a $100 piece, I'd say do $9.99. But it it's really not a $50 piece at this point. This is maybe a $20 to $30 piece. So I, the $0.99 cents is going to get the maximum amount of people over Looking at this listing, draw them in, tell them you've got others available. Hopefully they'll come and browse in your store, make it easy for them to find those items. That's going to be the purpose of this piece. And it, and it really does work beautifully because I, I use this a lot on a chipped piece of glass. And I know that, I know that gut-wrenching feeling of starting something at 99 cents. And it's like, what if it sells for that? It might and that's okay, as long as it did its job and you charge shipping. I don't do free shipping on 99 cent items, folks. You charge shipping. They have to pay the shipping. But the biggest thing is just using it as a little bit of, of marketing to pull into those other items. So that that's that's really the deal on this one. And your pictures are great. And they probably meant to put a different color wood uh, pestle in there. So I wouldn't worry about that too much either. Uh, but this really, this one really boils down to that blasted damage. I hate when stuff gets damaged like that, don't you? Sucks. But you can make that stuff work for you. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. All right. Yeah, don't be scared of those 99 cent auctions. Use them strategically. I don't, I, I would never list like, you know, 100 things at 99 cents and hope that I mean, that was a business model that used to work really good on eBay. Ah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that unless you've spent years developing the customer base that knows you do that and keeps coming back and bidding those things up. There are some sellers who still got away with it because of that. 
you can't just start that technique today w- without doing a lot of building up work ahead of time. That's that's definitely a risky business these days with eBay. So, all right, there you have it. And obviously, uh, you know, we can't cover everything in a five-minute segment. Can't do that. But I have something really cool for you guys now. I do what's called a 25-point a business review where... I will go in and help you raise your profits. I will help you raise your sales. I will get your store boogieing again and get those sales up. And we do that over at thedannyapp.com forward slash business review. And guess what? Because you come and watch the show, you get a hundred bucks off. Get a hundred bucks off. Make sure I got my code right. It is N2P, N the number two P. 100 bucks off for watching the show. And I am going to help you get these items booking out the door. We'll go through your, your entire business and fix it up. All right. Have some hot sales. I almost want that music to just keep going fun music that's right now i'm not confused if you guys have watched the show where i had dawn here live i thought she did that at first in my little headphones <laughs> hey that's okay we'll go there all right our first hot sale of the week let me pull up the original listing this comes from phil charney and i have to thank phil we uh changed the name of the danny app facebook group to the niche to profit group and he made me a cool little graphic for that so thanks phil um he says oh goody Uh, several months ago i bought a lot of silver plate flatware from a thrift store for one dollar a piece a few days earlier i'd been there and the manager had a sterling buyer tell her the stuff was only silver plate and worthless and she'd be lucky to get a dollar a piece for it i just love that telling you Those experts are everywhere. They make me lots of money. All right. Why he didn't realize that most of the stuff in that lot was from 1870 to 1900 and worth a small fortune was beyond my comprehension. But I said nothing, took advantage of his arrogance and stupidity. I agree. I'd have done the same thing. And uh, many sterling dealers look down on me for selling lowly silver plate. Oh, silver plate can be very lucrative, of you, as you found out, Phil. So here it is. Best sale of the week. Total cost was around $9. And this is a Japanese silver plate flatware set by Holmes Booth Haydens. Now, the thing is, the pattern is named Japanese. That's not where it was manufactured. And... He did a little homework and he knew this. Oh my gosh, you guys, silver plate. There's some really good silver plate. You see the price? $699. Thank you. Yeah, jackpot. Yes, because the sterling buyer turned their nose up to it because it was just silver plate. Oh, do your homework, guys. Do your homework because, yeah, some of that silver plate sells for big money. Hey, Bob Smith, I see you over in the chat today. You got a score of the week here. Uh, We call it score over on the now niche to profit Facebook group. Uh, This is, he says, not a high money sale compared to most of you. Let me show you the item here. But considering I paid a whole dime for it a yard sale about four months ago, 
Not bad. So this four-inch musical and light-up plush Jemmy Christmas Moose ornament for $15.47. And Bob has an interesting business model. He says, uh, he goes, odd price, but I discount things 5% a month till it hits a minimum. And we don't know what his minimum is, but so uh, I'd like to hear more about that, Bob. If you would share with me how, you know, you start the price and, and do you, uh, you just mark it down. We'd love to know that. That, that sounds interesting because you've obviously found something that works there. Very good. Very good. Love it. Let's see what time we got. We got, uh, you know, yeah, we got time for one more. We'll do it. We'll do one more. All right. Jim Worley sends us, uh, this is, this is the coolest thing, by the way. Let me go get to it here. eBay and their gobbledygook. This is a vintage Christmas electric life-size fireplace with a realistic fire glow effect. It's all cardboard. Uh, He says he listed this about a week before Christmas. He'd forgotten he had it. And he got lots of lowball offers. Uh, Then on New Year's, had a favorable offer of $75, of which he countered at $110. They accepted. Picked up at a garage sale for... Five dollars. Five dollars. Said he had to put it all together, turn down the lights, and made a little video to go along with it. Oh, did you now? Let's look. Look at that. All Christmassy. Oh, there's the video, guys. There's the video. This is item number 2818-8983-0216. If you want to go watch his video. That's Actually, that is a really good technique to get something sold that has moving parts, you guys. Uh, Stick that video in there and let people see that the item works. But I just thought this was just the coolest thing. The coolest thing like that. It's all cardboard. That's because that paper stuff, paper stuff doesn't last. So when you can get it and sell it, it sells because people collect that like crazy. All right. And again, you know, we run this thread over on, I have to get used to saying the niche to profit group over on Facebook. And uh, we call it the hot sale, or we call it the Sunday score thread. We call it hot sales here. Sunday score, go over there and look at all of the very cool scores of the week. Uh, It really is motivating to see, even when your sales are slow, you go over there, you see the stuff that's selling, start kind of, oh, that's what people are buying. Oh, that's, you know, did they do free shipping? How did they price it? Did they take a best offer? And the really cool thing is everybody over there is very open to sharing all their little inside info about the item, what they paid for it, where they found it, all that cool stuff. So um, really appreciate all you guys over on the group doing that because uh, it, it motivates us all. So thank you for that. Okay, I got a little something I got to share with you this week. We're going to call this the good, the bad, and the utterly. That's right. We'll take it. So I was, I don't even remember what I was looking for. And I, and I came across this seller and this breaks my heart. This breaks my heart. We are going to uh, not tell you who the seller is. We're just going to show you a picture. And there we go. This, their entire store looks like the pictures. Oh, oh, 
it just breaks my heart because this seller is extremely niched. Oh my gosh, they have the makings of a spectacular, spectacular eBay store. Uh, But I wanted to bring this up because a lot of you don't realize how important those pictures are. Good items, probably great items if you're a collector of these things, but the, the pictures are making it look like an online yard sale, right? You're not going to pay, you know, top price for these. Whereas if this seller would, if nothing else, improve their pictures, I'm betting they could double their prices and get it because they're very niched, very niche. So I know some of you are going to go like pull up some of these, you know, and find the seller. Hey, give them a nudge. Tell them to come watch the Niche to Profit show. We will make them more profitable. So just, I just, big thing that, look at your pictures, guys. Look at your pictures. Make sure, make sure they are looking. You want to look like big retail pictures. Look at what big retail's doing. You want to look like that. You want to have that credibility to the buyer because that is trust. Those pictures equate to trust, which makes them spend more money and spend it quicker, right? All right. Really important. So with that, we'll take another real quick break and then come back for a little pick it or pass it. Millions of online sellers are looking for one identity to use in thousands of platforms. E-Rated manages your reputation by importing unlimited social media, marketplace, and behavioral data. It reveals your cross-platform performance, compares it with competitors, and calculates your e-worth. And it gives you the tools you need to improve sales and find room to grow. Discover your e-worth and your own reputation played that no i didn't we didn't i could have my hubby do that actually that's what i should have done i should have had my hubby like create all the interest for these he could have done it oh no wait i sold his keyboard i'm still not living that one down and we were shopping on ebay the other night to find him another one because we're thinking about getting the band thing going again i'm kicking myself for selling them too cheap <laughs> they're going for good money now all right Let's play a little pick it or pass it. Well, first, Vanna, tell them what they can win. Oh, I got something extra cool for you guys this week. First of all, oh, wait, I have to show the back first. We have the niche to profit t-shirts. That's the back. Oh, no. But you can tell everyone that you got niche watching the niche to profit show. Yes, you can. when that sound effect was coming it's been a while all right we have the niche to profit tote bag great for taking to estate sales yeah yard sales as long as you carry it this way and don't let them know you know that's how you're shopping but (laughs) but of course they won't know what that means right all right so we have the tote bags oh but it's 2016 we must have something new right The coffee mug. (laughs) Only second to Starbucks mugs in value, I will assure you. Yes, it is. It is the niche to profit coffee mug. There you go. 
Oh, gosh, I'm getting grief in my headphones about not having the Vegas Video Network logo in here. They would have charged me more. (laughs) I trumped you on that one. He says, fair enough. (laughs) All right, so we got prizes. We got prizes. Oh, so how do you play this game for those that are new? So I'm going to be showing you an item in its native habitat, the thrift store, and you get to have two chances to get into the drawing. First chance is you got to tell me what it is. Got it. But it's okay. I'm going to give you clues. I'm going to give you clues. The second is just tell if, did I pick it or pass it? Did I buy it or not? And that's how you get into this drawing. And I got to tell you, I, I stumped a lot of you this, it wasn't last week because we took a little, little time off, but the, uh, the last one I stumped, I stumped all but two of you. So those two of you who got it right, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed indeed. Uh, so, um, yeah, let's show show that show that item real quick. So you guys remember the bread from a few weeks ago? <laughs> I sold me a loaf of bread. I sold one of those loaves of bread for fourteen ninety nine. Oh. No, it gets better. It went international. They paid 12 bucks shipping. I paid $3.99 for the whole thing. Yeah. So just that one low figure, you know, cost a buck. I love that. Not a not a big high price seller, but so, so easy to list and ship and, and make some bucks. So just had to show you that. Had to show you that for you naysayers that were wondering what the heck I was doing buying fake bread. Okay, so uh, last episode we had this lovely Dom crystal ashtray. Yes, it was Dom, and you remember uh, you guys figured out that it was French. Most of you guessed either Baccarat or Lalique, because those are the well-known, you know, f- French glass makers. Oh. <laughs> And uh, no, this is Dom, spelled D-A-U-M. And uh, Dom is an interesting little company. I should have, I should, you know what? We're going to do that real quick. I I just want to show you a little something about Dom glass and why you should be looking for it. Well, I'm pulling that up. So uh, Dom was actually the founder's name. It was, and let me get his name right. Oh, it was, it was Jean Dom. Jean Dom Von Dom. No, Jean Dom. Uh, A company that goes back to 1878. So there's some old pieces out there, and I like to sort by highest first. You know me. Oh, and I like to look at what's sold, so let's just go there. Uh, so you can see Dom glass. Ha-ha. Collectors do love their Dom glass. You got some really expensive pieces, and most of these that you're seeing in this search, they brought those prices because these use the technique that Dom became famous for. And what they would do is take the crushed glass, the little crushed, crushy pieces, and they would fuse it together in a mold. And they're like the only company that that still does that. Uh, so that's why these pieces are so intricate and so expensive uh, and they're just absolutely gorgeous in person. If you ever get a chance to go to a museum, go someplace where it's clearly identified as Dom glass, go look at some of the stuff. It's amazing glass. Now, I've just got a lowly little ashtray. It is not huge, huge dollars. But here's what's really funny, you guys. When I 
stated uh, this particular picket or pass it. I already listed this item. That's a little hint, you know, for future. Sometimes I get ahead of myself and I get this stuff listed before the show. Hint, hint. Uh, and I don't think anybody went over and found it that way. So, I, which is really good. You guys do your homework. I love that. Uh, but there it is. I have it listed. I actually found two of them. Two of them. So I have two of them listed. Now, I didn't put them under the same listing because they have slight differences. And eBay still is burying the second listing. Bless them. Gotta love eBay. Um, but there it is. Yeah, I got a price tie because I got the make offer on it. So we're probably going to have to wiggle that price down here pretty soon. So I did pick it. I did pick it and it is Dom Glass. So who do we have going into our drawing this week? Well, we have... Let me get my little stagecoach over here. Oh, covered wagon. Jeez. I know my stuff. Let's start with uh, Anne-Marie Marciano. She guessed Baccarat, but she still guessed I picked it. Marie Rivers, she also guessed Baccarat. Guessed I picked it. See how that works, though? And and just so you know, there's no play in favorites on this show. Bobby Bushy, who you guys know is my mom, she said Lalique. I didn't give her any clues, okay? And she says, I actually get to enter this week because I wasn't with you when you bought it. Yeah, that's right. It was not a shopping trip mom was on. I take mom with me a lot, you know, like on Wednesdays when they do 50% off seniors. <laughs> mom does not mind being used that way. <laughs> uh, Dova Smith, she said, it, she thought it was either St. Louis, Lalique, or Baccarat. Dova, no, 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 you missed Dom. You missed Dom, but you're still in there. But the two big winners of the week just for guessing that it was Dom is Suzanne Phillips. Gets two entries, and the amazing Paula Turner gets two entries. Yay, guys! And Lisa, Lisa, you did, you said I passed it. What? 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 <laughs> no, Lisa knows that, you know, I try to go for the big, big bucks. But, hey, I'll, you know, I figured this is going to sell in the $50 range, even though I have it priced at, like, 90 All right. We got... Excuse me while I fetch the one that fell to the floor. Even with a lid, I can mess that up. Isn't that great? All right. Okay. Let's see. Who's going to win this week? The winner is Marie Rivers. Marie Rivers. Marie, send an email to... Niche to profit at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Probably over there on that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I got that. Uh, and let me know, would you like the t-shirt, the tote, or the mug? And if you want the t-shirt, you got to let me know your size. We have small, medium, large, and extra large. We have choices here. It's a good thing. All right. Now this week, we have another fun little item that you can see here. Oh, here's your clues. It will shed a little light on your room. It'll shed a little light on your room. This thing is hard as a rock. That's your second clue. Third, priced at $12.99. Did Danny go ape? All right, send your answers to niche2profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. That is niche2profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. Should be right there on your screen.
All right. And we will. It, yeah, and uh, let me just say, guys, if you send these to my personal email address because you know me, they're going to get lost. I'm telling you, this is all. It goes in a special little folder. And that's where I pull, you know, all the entries. So if you send someplace other than that, you're probably going to get lost in the thousands of emails that I get on a daily basis. So be sure you send it to niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. That way we are sure to get it. Wow, our first show of 2016, just just about in the bag here. Uh, but I got to tell you, there's some really cool stuff happening over at what is still known as the Danny App Academy, soon to be the Niche to Profit Academy. We just got to do a little logo changing and all that good stuff. But uh, what is happening there right now as we speak is I am actually remodeling my own eBay store and I am, I am documenting the whole thing for you, videos that are going to break it down so you can do that to your store as well. You can go in and, and know how to change your categories and, and how to come up with your niche because some of you are still struggling with that. I get that. We can help with that. Uh, but go on over. I'm going to give you a week to go in there, dig around. There's about eight different workshops already in there that cover social media and help you just get more people to your store and get more sales right now. I'm telling you, you put this stuff in action. Don't ask me. Ask the appsters. Many of them are in the chat. Many of them are over on the Niche to Profit Facebook group. Don't take it from me. Go ask those whose sales are really going skyrocketing uh, because of going through this work and doing this stuff. So, oh, you want to know how you do that? You go to dannyappacademy.com and use the code SHOW7. Show seven, the number seven, and you're going to get your free week over there. And with that, guys, wow, we're wrapping up another week. But hey, have you missed a show? Are you just finding us and and think, wow, where's all the other 33 episodes? Well, let me tell you, we got them over at iTunes. Oh, and by the way, you guys, if you do go over to iTunes, could you pop us a five star review? I mean, I'm just saying, give us a little perk there. And uh, YouTube, both on the Danny App channel and the Vegas Video Network channel. Uh, we've got Roku and Stitcher, TuneIn, Chromecast, Apple TV, Google TV, Fire TV, and of course, VegasVideoNetwork.com. You can always find not just my show, but some other really cool shows that they do. And with that... Share with a friend. Tell a friend. It's fun to come in the chat and, you know, banter with somebody you know. And uh, we'll be here again next week. And with that, go be profitable and make it fun.